On the 116th episode of Fantasy Lens, we begin our seven-part journey into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, starting where it all began in 2008 with Iron Man. Join us for the next seven weeks as we discuss each MCU movie leading up to Avengers Endgame. Let's start the show! Welcome to Fantasy Lens, home of the back-to-back Amateur Fantasy Podcast League champions. But tonight, we are taking a break from delivering championship-level fantasy advice. To begin our two-month journey uh, voyage through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, so, yeah. Anthony, do you want to set it up since this is all your idea and you love Marvel? Uh, sure. I mean, I think Brian loves Marvel, too. But, yeah, this was... Uh, I think we all love it, but you're... <laughs> this is my... Uh, set up um i figured we were gonna run through every marvel cinematic universe movie to date starting with iron man leading up to avengers endgame which comes out at the end of april segmenting into seven episodes as this episode will start us off with iron man Kerbal hulk iron man 2 and thor and we'll move on past that in the coming episodes figure just talk about it everyone loves marvel's well, most people love Marvel movies. Um, and just, you know, just reminisce over the past 10 years of amazing, most, for mostly apart, amazing films. And just get ready for Endgame. In my opinion, it, um, started out real strong, got a little, uh, boring. And then I'd say when, when it hits, when it hit the second phase is when it was like really kicked into high gear. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, definitely started strong, obviously, Iron Man. Um, I think it took a quick lull. But, I mean, you're right. Phase 2 and then eyeing on just pretty much skyrocketed everything. And now we're here. I mean, we're we're to the point where 10 years, 11 years of films are just... Has there uh, been a miss since Winter Soldier? Ooh, uh, Winter Soldier was after Age of Ultron, right? Let me hold on. I got my notes. On. I got. I had to put them all in forever. Uh, all right. So Winter Soldier. Yeah. Okay. So Age of Ultron was after uh, Winter Soldier. No. Oh, okay. So that that was the only miss. That that one I did not like at all. I I'll agree with that. That Ultron was um, definitely a bummer. From what I expected, I guess. But then after that, yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's been really solid. Really solid. So. All right, well, let's uh, go where it all began. That's correct. All right, so going 11 years back, and I like I pre- I knew it was a while ago. I was just surprised at how old it actually was because, like, they had, uh, like, Verizon flip phones. There was a MySpace joke in the first Iron Man. <laughs> and, I like, wonder just, who like, Iron Man's top eight was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got to be Rhodey number one, right? And then Pepper Potts, number two. Maybe Happy. Well, which, which Rhodes, number one? Well, of course, in first Iron Man, it's Terrence Howard Rhodes. <laughs> and then that changes to Don Cheadle Rhodes, number two. Do you think Don Cheadle's, like, creeping up into the top eight <laughs> by that time? And Terrence Howard's, like, looking over his shoulder? Oh, he unfriended him. No, he un- he unfriended Terrence Howard after number one. <laughs> but, uh, no, but, yeah, who made the MySpace joke? I don't remember that. Uh, or if I do... Uh, when they were in the, the Humvee, Tony was like, 
don't let me find this on on MySpace. Oh, right? that's right. When he's taking the photo with the uh, the yeah. soldiers. That's right. With the, that you know, sorry, like a... the last year of its popularity. Yeah, it had to be like yeah. the down phase of. I got a Facebook in um, 2008. I, I got it when you were allowed to. When it, I guess when it expanded from just colleges. So I, I guess maybe that's 2008. I don't even know when it was. Whenever colleges, because it used to just be like a college thing. You had to like actually have like a college to like sign up for yeah. it. And then once it became like actual social media, that's when I got it. So maybe 2006, seven, I don't even remember. Let's be honest. But. Oh, so you were after college. Yeah. And you couldn't get, I was before, I got it the summer before, like I got it exactly when it expanded as well. And, but it, it was just like a few months before I went to college. Okay. So it wasn't even, like I would have had it anyway soon. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. <clears throat> Uh, also, speaking of uh, things that give away the time period, uh, one of our favorite guys on TV, Jim Cramer, Mad Money Guy. Yep. And I, that cameo was really bad. What the? He's just, <laughs> he's just yelling and like it's so forced. A weapons company that doesn't make weapons? <laughs> like, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. But, you know, I think that was the point, though. I don't know. Um, and it's also kind of funny that that was his highest level of popularity, and it was right before the the stock market crash in '08. So I wonder if that has like any uh, any correlation. I I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I think it's I think it's pretty crazy how big of the plot just his Tony's arc reactor and him like kind of uh, not being able to live without it and kind of dying and stuff is, and now that's like completely solved it's doesn't even like you don't even think about it anymore the little glowy thing in his chest like it's not something that has really been brought up much in the last few movies well yeah i mean because number two the he creates the new element which we'll get into for for fixing it um but then he gets it i think of as it at the end of ultron or where is he i forgot where he gets it taken out and the thing he has in uh, Infinity War is just there. It's like it's not necessarily even like it's just he even says to Pepper, it's like it's there's like protection, basically. Yeah. Well, it's just like the evolution of glowy things yeah. in, in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> like it started with his personal glowy thing. And like you just forget about the glowy thing because there's always a, a bigger, more powerful one. Glowy. And you forget that and now was... it's the Infinity Stones and like all the glowy things before it. You don't really remember. <laughs> Those are the most important glowy things. But yeah, it was crazy. Um, that I mean, I guess well before we even get into it, I guess the plot of the movie. If we want to just talk about that really uh, quickly, is that he um, is selling weapons. Uh, he's testing out his weapons and then gets captured by you know terrorists. Um, comes back and then decides not to make weapons and, you know, his, uh, father's, I guess, um, partner, Obadiah Stane, played by, um, Jeff Bridges, doesn't want all this and so he was the one who set it up and he wanted to take over Stark Industries and blah, 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 and then so on and so forth. But, I mean, it's pretty basic. Pl- recap, man. It was a pretty basic, pl- it was a pretty basic plot, <laughs> though, I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, took a lot from the beginning of, of the original Iron Man setup where he creates his own Mark I uh, uh, armor and whatnot, but, you know, and then melts together. I, just, with... I think Iron Man is a cool superhero. The suit's cool, everything's cool, and they didn't really have to do such a crazy plot 
because it was like the first big superhero movie since like the the new Batman, and I think people were just like excited to see a new one because you had a lot of Batman. Well, before I, that, what I like about Iron Man is that the basically the reason why that Marvel Studios had to make Iron Man is because they sold off Spider Man. X-Men, Fantastic Four, basically all their A-list um, heroes because they were going bankrupt. So they basically had to sell it's them all. That, what? I was say, it's just crazy that the Fantastic Four is, is an A-list comic. Oh, absolutely. A recognizable comic, and it's just dog shit movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, that's... Blame uh, Fox. Fox? Yeah, blame Fox for that. Um, and that Captain America is in but that's, Fantastic Four. But that's but the, but the thing is, is that they sold all those characters, and they were forced to go with B level uh, superheroes that weren't as recognizable. Like obviously, we know who they were, but like Iron I Man. I thought Iron Man was an A. Iron I, Man and uh, Captain America were A level. Well, I always thought so too. But according to what they're saying, is that the the, the other uh, film companies didn't want them because they, I guess, weren't as marketable as. The X Men, or you know, Spider-Man. yeah, nothing's marketable about Captain America, like as we're in two wars and whatever. Well, actually, well, X Men did it really well for the first two movies, so they had. A, I forgot about what was X Men. That was before Batman Begins, right? Yes. Oh yeah, X Men uh, was like X Men. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of like the. Um, so uh, the first X Men, I guess Hugh Hugh Jackman was really like the revival of superheroes. X Men and then uh, Spider Man, right? Uh, a couple of years after that, so which was... was also very good. They just never thought on a big uh, universe level. They just thought on a trilogy level. But you know, both very good trilogies until they got to the third movie. The third movie is always very hard to do. Although those movies are very of their time, I rewatched the Spider Mans, and it's they're tough watches. They really, really are. I yeah. I still like the first Spider-Man. I still like the first two Spider-Man. Don't get me wrong. They and did... I think the first X-Men is still really good, too. I like the first X-Men more than I like the first... And the second X-Men, especially that opening scene with uh, Nightcrawler. But well, <laughs> what I was trying to get to is that Iron Man, they were able to take some liberties with with him and not have to stick to such crazy source material because he wasn't... Like, if you do something weird with Spider-Man, people will lose their minds. Or same thing with, like... Wolverine or whatnot, whatnot, but they were able to take some liberties, B-list, you know, considered uh, hero, and able to build off of that, and obviously be able to build this Avengers whole thing that they had going, because those are the only characters they had, because they had to sell off the other ones, which I thought was great. Right. I also thought it was through, pretty uh, fascinating how it revived Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Very, mm-hmm. like, very big career in his 20s. Um, drug problems didn't kind of fell off the map and then kind of just like made up this Iron Man personality that completely revived his career and uh, I mean kind of like his life like just brought everything back together for him. Well when you picture Tony Stark now you basically just picture Robert Downey Jr. whether it be in a comic or not like that's how you you know you, yeah. you picture him. It's going to be really hard if they ever want to do Iron Man again to separate those two. I think him and um, obviously Hugh Jackman yeah. are two people that are – you're going to be – it's going to be a really tough time separating those two from the superheroes. I don't think there's ever another one that 
kind of matches so well. And I don't know. I know you. I don't know if you were trying to move along with something, John. But um, that uh, before we, whatever you were going to say, um, that there were a few other uh, actors that were possibly going to be cast for Iron Man. So I don't know if you guys know about this. Um, Tom Cruise was one that was for cool. a while, for a while. Tom Cruise was. Actually, you know, he, he's a really good action movie star. I, I guess I could see it. Uh, okay. like, um, like you said, it's just tough to picture not RDJ. Of, of course. Yeah. Now it is. Absolutely. But he was on the project for a while, and then it just took – things just happened, and he just sort of lost interest. Sam Rockwell, who ends up playing Justin Hammer, was one yeah. of the choices that John Favreau went to, which I think would have been okay. Yeah, I mean, I love Sam Rockwell. I think Tom Cruise yeah, would have been, been too big for it. I don't think it. I think it would have worked out really well as a movie, but I think the Marvel universe would have suffered because he's he was just too big of a name at the time. I think this works because you never got an, a super A list star in any of these movies. And then well, now, now they are A list stars, but you're right. To start, yeah, now yeah. they are. But when they first started, none of them were super A list. And and the last one that I had was uh, Timothy Oliphant. Well, apparently, um, uh, I love him. He uh, apparently. Uh, auditioned the same day as Robert Downey Jr. from what I was reading. So, I've been perfectly okay with him. He's one of my favorite actors. I love the, Oliphant. I, I especially like Rockwell um, and Oliphant for those two, uh, those two as, as him. But yeah, it's hard to now picture anyone. But Can they Robert. bring Oliphant in as something else? This is really depressing me that uh he's uh <laughs> he could have been in the marvel universe and wasn't i mean he still I could be really need him in something else here he, he could be a good uh mr fantastic because now that they own uh fox very fantastic i think tim the Olaf would be a great mr uh mr fantastic yeah you now put a little yeah, white white anything. white I on his sides i think that'd be great he's one of, if you ever um just look up his interviews on conan he's one of the best uh Late night interview people. Really, he's re- just he's a really, really, uh, extremely chill, like to a whole nother level. Um, and also his show on Netflix with uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh yeah, he's, that's right. You were saying that show. That's, that's one of the funniest shows in a while. I love that show. The um, but yeah, I I would like to see him in the Marvel universe, and I think Reed Richards would be a good character for him to to come into. But who knows? Maybe maybe next phase of. Marvel after the end after end game. Um, I was gonna say that the uh, Tony Stark's uh, facial hair. If like the movie wasn't good, could have been like an all time bad facial hair moment, but it's just perfect. Oh, I love his facial hair. He just he just pulled it off perfectly. And yeah, and it's just like I said. Now you picture Tony Stark with that facial hair all the time, yeah. regardless of what it is. Um. Let's see, I want to throw a couple other things before we talk about them. Uh, much of the movie actually was ad-libbed. They said, uh, the whole, the script wasn't even finished when they started filming, or ever got, I think ever got finished. They would just come in and just, you know, go with it, and they would just, Jeff Bridges said it was pretty crazy, like on set, just trying to, you know, go over scenes and just going with the flow. Which is pretty well, they did nice. a good job. Yeah. Yeah, how do you ad-lib with like that much, um, like Money and stuff. Yeah. I don't know, but that's the way they did it, apparently. And it worked out really well. I was, you know, obviously. It was a huge success, this movie, and obviously spawned how many other movies from it. So, it worked. Um, 
Got a few other notes here. Let's see. Hey, give us some more fun facts. Fun facts. I want to talk about the guy that helped create the Iron Man reactor and uh, has never been mentioned again <laughs> in the Avengers universe. That poor Jensen, Middle Eastern man in the cave. Hey, Tony Stark wanted to save his life, and he was like, "No, nah, this is what I gotta do." Uh, because his family was already killed and he wanted to be with them. So maybe that's just how he wanted to go. And He can at least name one of his suit alterations after him. <laughs> like the Mark Jensen 6. The or Mark whatever. Jensen. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds like a smooth jazz band, the Mark, the Mark Jensen 6. It does. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess – I don't know if I like re- like forgot about it or just never realized, but the pictures that uh, Megan from the league hands to Tony of the uh, of the town that got um, like messed up, yeah, was was from his was his hometown, Jensen's hometown. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes there I and uh, absolutely just obliterates the bad guys, which was one yeah. of the coolest scenes ever. Yeah, like the uh, the tank misses a shot and he just like throws like a a little dinky thing at it. And it explodes. Yeah, that whole scene. I mean, oh man, so that's cool. like um, that was the like the ten second trailer that they used when Iron Man came on cable, like cable TV. Yeah, they used to. I remember that running in commercials all the time, like him dodging it, and then yeah. that was the little ten second cable net, like Iron Man coming to cable network for the first. Time. <laughs> yep, I remember that. On TBS or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, but, shout out TBS for having most of the movies, but also unshout out TBS for putting commercials in every one of them. Yeah, it, uh, trying to watch a, um, a Marvel movie on TBS is, is rough sometimes. Way too many commercials. The only way I could still watch... Um, the only way I could sit down and watch a movie on a cable network... Is this a, if I'm very, very hungover in the morning. Like, I have to be extremely hungover where commercials are like, all right, this is a good time to get a little three-minute three, uh, three nap in. <laughs> and then, we'll, like, wake up at some other point in the movie. Because it makes the movie about 45 minutes longer. And I could fall asleep and wake up, and it's still, like, midway through the movie. Nice. Nice. All right, yeah. Um, let's see. So... Obadiah Stane, again, played by Jeff mm-hmm. Bridges. Um, he is also known as Iron Monger, which is one of the, uh, which is a, a yes, Iron Man villain. Um, taking a little different, a little, some little tweaks to the character, but I thought it was pretty cool. Um, the kind of villain, I mean, I thought the battle, last battle sequence was pretty cool, how he, um, creates the suit and creates the little, uh, the reactor. But yeah, the whole. Yeah, it was over. I mean, they're. Well, I like how he didn't... Um, they haven't ever been known for their good villains. We'll just say that. A lot of villains, yeah. Well, they've been pretty weak. I would say that as well. But I like how uh, he takes them up into getting close, like, you know, higher in the uh, atmosphere. And he doesn't, you know, uh, account for the whole freezing thing. And then, you know, he freezes and knocks them down, which is pretty cool. Um, that whole scene was, was pretty... pretty. Ah, I liked it. Uh, on the highway, he's like trying to save the car, but also fight him, and his suit's damaged. Um, just, it was a little weird how, um, he sort of seemed like, uh, he went insane, like, out of nowhere. Like, it seemed like it came out of nowhere that he wanted to be a bad guy and, like, rule the world. It was a very quick transition, yeah. Like, yeah, and I never like, um, 
Jeff Bridges is a bad guy. I didn't just, mind it. It's hard for me to believe. I just like him too much. <laughs> I did like the... Um, I was just imagining the dude as a bad guy. Yeah, or yeah. he's like the dude or the really chill guy from Tron or like just like all the chill guys he plays. I mean, I guess it's a nice change of pace to see him as a bad guy. I don't know. But, I don't know, I thought he played, I thought he played the character pretty well. Um, ha- all right, did you like, did you guys like Terrence Howard in this, this film as, uh, James Rhodes? Or were you happy that he was gone? I liked I mean, it, but like, we have so many films of Don Cheadle now that I feel yeah. like it's kinda unfair to be like, oh, Cheadle's better. Like, I like Terrence Howard. I think he would have done a fine job. I don't know. And I agree. I actually did like Terrence Howard. And I, I really get a, it. It sucks that like, when he's going to help him and he sees the, Sort of war machine suit, and he goes, ah, next time. And it's like, nope, there's no next time for you. <laughs> it's Don Cheadle. You're one of the few casting changes. <laughs> yep, one of two. Or... You and Ed Norton take a back seat. Man, we'll get to Ed Norton soon enough. That was that was a rough watch. Um, anything else about... Also, okay, sorry, well, I just have a question. Why do movie characters always order extra dry and extra dirty martinis when they're flustered? Um, like after Tony and Pepper dance or whatever, and like they get flustered from each other, she goes just extra dirty, extra dry. Like it just seems to be a common movie trope. Um, I just I don't get. I don't also, know. How do you make an extra dry martini? A little extra dry vermouth. I'm guessing. Uh-huh. That was, yeah. I, I'm not a huge martini guy, so I'm the, I'm the wrong guy to ask. Yeah, I, I don't like, especially dirty martinis, which means there's olive juice in it, and that's disgusting to me. Um, I'm not really, I'm not really a martini guy. So, anyone who, and anyone who says, may I have a gin martini, that's just redundant. Just order a martini, because they're inherent. Oh, wow. They're, Sounding like a big martini guy. I'm just saying, angry. I'm just saying, well, no, 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 I went to bartending school, so inherently, uh, in the, I know, right? So. Inherently, though, martinis are gin martinis, are made with gin. If you want a vodka martini, that's fine. Then you say vodka martini. But if you're ordering a martini, it inherently comes with gin. Just saying. I feel like there used to be a lot of pressure on a man to um, be into martinis, and that pressure has kind of slid away and gone into, like, uh, craft beer or whiskey. Like, if you're not into either mm. craft beer or whiskey, then you have the pressure as a man. But, like, nobody really cares if you don't care about martinis anymore well yeah times have changed because like those martini guys were the guys wearing they were all wearing suits and coming back from work and they wanted their martinis and i don't know but now it's all right i think it's craft beer and whiskey it's weird i don't know i like margaritas lately <laughs> that's my I, I love a good margarita you know what i really like the um uh, mezcal yes. margaritas mm. a little smoky on the rocks mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I'm, what, oh, I'm always on the. That's rocks. me too. Frozen, that's what I'm saying. I don't do frozen margaritas. Come on, I'm just, I'm just checking because my, my. Anytime I love... somebody gives me a frozen drink, I'm like, I, I just never know how much alcohol is actually in it, and I feel like I'm always getting gypped. Gypped, and it's too sweet, and it's just, I'd rather, I love my margaritas on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Ah, what really was little. Anthony? What was that drink that we got in Epcot, Mexico? It was the uh, the chili powder ring. Yeah, which and was it? What kind of chili powder was that? I forget. Chili powder. It was. That sounds dirty. It was awesome. It was. It was a blood orange margarita with a, mm. a salt and chili powder rim. 
and it was it's absolutely that amazing. Good. It's absolutely I love jalapeno amazing. margaritas. That's Allison's Ooh. favorite. She loves her jalapeno margaritas. They're so good, especially if there's like some cucumber, like if it's fresh tasting, like really fresh but spicy. If that makes sense. <laughs> I got so, like so it kind of like um. It refreshes you, but then makes you a little spot. Like, you I know can't. what I'm saying? Like, a, the drink combats the spiciness. I know what you're saying. I just, I don't enjoy jalapeno margaritas. As much as I love spicy food, I was, I just don't enjoy spicy drinks. Why don't, you, um. You literally just said you like the spicy chili margarita. Yeah, he did. No, I like the chili powder yeah. rim. That's not spicy. What are you doing? It's a little different. It's a little spicy. Jal- no, not like a jalapeno margarita. Completely different. Hmm. Yeah, chili rim sounds spicy. I feel like you just it's not. It's really not. We just we just got you got got. So. But it's really not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're just trying to crawl out of the corner now. Now that you got got, let's move on to the Incredible Hulk. Uh, All right, and also, uh, I just want to say for the uh, the post credit scene, Nick Fury oh, said yeah. to Stark, "You've just become part of a bigger universe." And like, well, that was pretty obvious. I mean, look. All right, yeah. Before we get to the Incredible Hulk, because. That that scene when I when I went to go see that movie I was told to stay at the end because I wasn't expecting post credit scenes. Now every movie you're just waiting for a post credit scene. Um, when they showed up and he's and he literally said and he said, uh, said like he slimmed the paper and said like Avengers Initiative like that was the most amazing thing like because at that point you didn't know what was gonna happen and you were just hoping like they were gonna come out with an Avengers movie like and thankfully they did but definitely the best post credit scene because of what it what it did. So I was very happy about that. So Yeah, it sounds like you're happy about that. I'm very happy about that. I'm very happy about all of this. Like I'm really excited for Captain Marvel in less than one month. So I just wanna I just wanna see the next Avengers. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, Alright. So go ahead. Fine. I want let's go let's go to Incredible Hulk, which came in at like two and a half hours long, which is ridiculous. Was it really that long? It was, yeah, it was, it was like I mean, 155 minutes. I mean, I just watched it again on Saturday and it felt like, it felt that long, I guess. I just wasn't paying attention yeah. to it, but damn, that's like, long. It wasn't especially bad, it's just long and like, not outstanding. You wanna know what's funny uh, too? Is that it was that long what? and they, it was that long and it really wasn't even, like, I guess it was a, um, an origin, but they cut out everything prior. Like, he already had, like, when they really started the movie, he already had the gamma rays and already was, like, the Hulk. Like, so they cut out so much. Like, imagine if they didn't cut that shit out. You know? Like, I just feel like he spends a lot of time in third world villages, like, <laughs> like yeah. chilling in this movie. He's just kind of wants to, like, he goes for off the grid so hard. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Like, there's only so many off the grid scenes all right i un- i understand you're off the grid well the, the plot i guess obviously is they were he was trying to create something to help uh what was he uh, i know he, i know ross was trying to create like super soldiers and shit or like a super weapon uh didn't tell Ed Norton that got hit with gamma rays and then he destroyed the thing all in the beginning of the fucking movie and now he's basically on the run trying to give himself a cure and they're trying to get him so they can the so they can get his blood and create whatever they want to create. So are are these super soldiers supposed to be like the uh, Captain America Hydra people? Like, is that supposed to be where this is coming from? Yeah, sort of. That super soldier Similar program, program yeah. because at the of course, if you go to the end credit scene, 
Um, it was uh, Tony Stark coming into the bar where Thunderbolt Ross was and basically saying, that's why we put that super soldier uh, thing on ice. No pun intended. I, guess, I, think, yeah, pun, yeah. I think pun intended. Um, so yeah, so it was supposed to be like a super soldier type program. And of course, you saw what happened with uh, Blonsky becoming Abomination. So, um, Is G.I. Joe part of the Marvel Universe? G.I. Joe, I know the comics in the 80s or 90s were made by too, Marvel. their main bad guy, right? No, it's Cobra. Cobra. Oh, <laughs> Cobra, sorry. Mar- Marvel I Comics. Seen, I haven't G.I. Joe'd in a really long time. There were, Cobra and Hydra, that's the same exact thing. There right? were, there were, there were, uh, G.I. Joe and Transformers crossovers. Um, okay. Alright, Cobra and Hydra are just so similar that I get them confused. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, this movie is canon. It was not a, I don't believe it was a Marvel Studios movie. I believe it was a Universal Studios movie. Um, but obviously has ties to cinema, it is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So like, so are we supposed to take um, Mark Ruffalo? Is what happened to Ed Norton in this movie a part of Mark Ruffalo's past? Yes, because in the Avengers, he, uh, him and Tony Stark are talking, and he says something about go becoming the big green guy, and he's like something about like you see what I did in Harlem. So like he is the Ed ah, Norton okay. character. Yeah, the reason why Ed Norton is not in these movies is because apparently he's extremely terrible to work with. Huh, I could see that. Mm. I could see anybody who's like way too method. I could see getting annoying yeah. when other people are just like, "All right, you don't have to method the Hulk. You're not going to become the Hulk guy." Yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Ed Norton as an actor, but no, I do too. I enjoy Ruffalo, uh, his first yeah. movie in, as An- another one where maybe just a little too big of an actor, maybe a little too serious of an actor. I think these are all doing well. I think this whole universe did well because no actor was too big when they got in and no actor was really like that serious yet. I mean, they've all had serious roles and they've all done their like some of them haven't had good movies, but some of them had some good serious movies, but they just weren't that guy. Like if you put Tom Cruise and Ed Norton in the Avengers together, there's just too much star power going on. Yeah, I'm trying to like look and like even like. I guess until you get to the Guardians of the Galaxy is when you really, I guess, start having, I guess, was Chris Pratt, I guess, big at that point? No. No. Was he, was, was that before or after Jurassic World? It doesn't mean, that matter. It's not like he's ever, he's still not big. He's not an, he, he was never an A-list actor. Well, that Like, he's never cool. been in an o- Oscar material movie and, like, I don't know. I wouldn't call Chris Pratt an A-list actor until now. Just trying to look like the... Yeah, no, they really did a good job of, of casting for these movies. Um, but yeah, but I guess Incredible Hulk, you're right. Gwyneth Paltrow is probably one of the biggest actors. That's right after Shell Hal. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, John Favre. Well, John, he was the one who directed Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Um, also, also plays Happy Hogan, who... Um, he Can we not get Vince Vaughn in one of these movies? <laughs> what, him and Favreau together running around? Happy Hogan? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be actually be pretty funny. I know. Can we just get him as some comic relief? Uh, like we couldn't, we couldn't have, have, have had Vince Vaughn as, uh, 
that shield agent that dies and then comes back to life in the TV show. Was oh, Coulson? Guy? I like Clark Gregg. I thought he did a good job uh, doing it, uh, his part. I don't know. I sort of like it. But uh, we're getting a little bit off topic. We're still trying to talk about <laughs> Incredible Hulk. I know you guys don't want That's to talk about it. That's how bad Incredible Hulk was. So we got to um, like, try to stay on it. I only have two things that really like made me like be be like a come on. The uh, the rain in this movie was ridiculously heavy. They just poured on the rain in random scenes. Okay, I can and see that. Especially after the helicopter explodes on Hulk and Liv Tyler, like it immediately starts raining, like tropical storm raining. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and the, like the open field, right? Like at the school. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. Was like, where did that come from? Pretty um, glad Liv Tyler wasn't in the rest of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. I will say, time sexy voice though. I will say, um, the face of the Hulk from this movie compared to in the Avengers is so much different. It got so much better in like a four year span because I just couldn't. Every time he turned into the Hulk, it just looked stupid. Like, I don't know if anyone else agrees with me. Like, it just looked, it didn't look right. It looked really weird. I mean, yeah, obviously it didn't look right because he's a big green guy. So but it looks, no, it just looks so much better in the Avengers than it does. It's the this. hair. Maybe, maybe. It's the haircut. Like, he has like, a really bad haircut in The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I'm guess. serious. Like, his haircut is really, really bad You know, I, I got In The Incredible that. Hulk. I got to do a side-by-side, which I should have did. That- but that's why he's always wearing hats. Always wear, oh. It's close. It's oh, it's like close to a bowl cut. <laughs> I got it's a bowl cut if if you were wearing a hat all day and kind of like weighed your hair down. <laughs> yeah, it's welcome. just a really bad. I don't know. Well, because he's because he's always, cause he's always wearing because he's always wearing hats. Like like John said, Ed Norton was always wearing a hat in that movie, so it was always a bowl cut. I guess wow. always always was he bigger down. than this Hulk? The Avengers Hulk, I think, is definitely bigger. He's bigger. Yeah, I think he's bigger. Um, based on just size, what I was, I, I, again, I gotta put him side by side, which I didn't, but I think the, the Avengers Hulk is bigger. Um, I do have a few, I guess, not interesting facts about the Incredible Hulk movie or whatever. Um, well, first, before the movie, he was, his first intro into Marvel was Incredible Hulk number one, where he was gray. And the reason why he was gray is due to, um, ink problems, according to Stanley, and then it ran for six issues and garbage, and then he became green, and then so and so on and so forth. It's a Hulk we all know. Um, Lou Ferrigno was a great cameo, of course, as always, um, when he's delivering the pizzas, trying to get up to the, 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 the in, into the school. I don't know if you guys remember that part where Lou Ferrigno and he hands him the free pizza. Always, yeah. always nice to see a Lou Ferrigno uh, a cameo in these movies. Um, Emil Blonsky, played by Tim Roth, um, was also uh, obviously became the Abomination, which is um, a terrible way they called him by that guy saying he's an Abomination. It was so so bad. The acting in this movie was pretty shit. Was this movie also ad libbed like half the time? Uh, it, it sounded like it. <laughs> it sounded like it. Um, the guy who said that is also known as Samuel Stearns, and in the uh, in the comics, he's also known as Leader, um, and he was teased after he was knocked out and the little the stuff started dripping on him. He saw his head like bulging, so yeah. that he was supposed to become Leader, who in the comics is gets hit, you know, gamma gamma stuff and becomes green and super intelligent and becomes a villain. Obviously, you'll never see him again. 
So that was wasted, as well as the abomination is wasted, because apparently he's never going to be seen again in the the, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, you know, those those are two villains completely wasted by Universal Studios in this movie. There's a lot of wasted villains. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. But those those are two just of note in this one. And if you actually want to know, Thunderbolt Ross actually does become Red Hulk. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but there's a possibility for him to become Red Hulk in the MCU still. So the uh, I also laughed out loud at the end when Liv Tyler, Liv Tyler stopped uh, yelled stop to prevent Hulk from killing uh, the abomin yeah abomination. Like this thing just killed hundreds and hundreds of people. Like it was foot like chucking cars, like football fields. And oh, and, just wanted to stop. Yeah, um, and then they just left. They just left them there just to recover. Yeah, like if he I, gets I, any I of his that. wits like, back, wouldn't you just like want to make sure he's he's dead? And and the abomination that would who differs from the Hulk. Um, one, he can't change back into you being a human, and two, he he has he keeps his intelligence, so he's smart as well as. A massive being who can crush a shit out of you. So I don't know where the fuck they put him, because unless they just killed him. But yeah, they just left him there and hoping the the human regular humans are gonna military is gonna take care of him, which was really dumb. And that whole scene, the whole Harlem scene, was way too fucking long. Like I thought it was gonna end and end and never ended. This kept going on and going and going. That was a f- yeah. It was like it was brutal. It was like thirty minute. It was a thirty minute scene, basically. It was fucking brutal. <laughs> the acting when the fire came and was gonna light up the helicopter, and he like the whole clapped the fire away. Yeah. Uh, it's just what a terrible movie. The fact that someone on Twitter in our poll voted for the Incredible Hulk as their favorite of these four movies had to be a joke. Probably drunk. It was more than one person. He just doesn't like the uh, cinematic universe at all, so he picked the one that is really not too much a part of it. I guess Because who's the only one that makes it out of this? Thunderbolt Thunderbolt Ross? Um, well, I guess... The only actor? The only actor, yeah, is, uh, what, John John Hurt or William Hurt? That's... One of the Hurts. William Hurt, I mean, pretty shocking that that's the person who makes it out, you know. And it took almost a decade. Yeah, you don't see him until, uh... What civil war, right? So you don't see him again for, for for a really long time. But yeah, you'll never see Liv Tyler again. I'm assuming, right? Um, nope, locked away. You'll never see. You'll never see Tim Roth. You'll never see the guy who plays. I say these are sounding like threats, Anthony. <laughs> You're never gonna see them never, again. Never, never. Not if you have anything. I to have it. anything to say about it. Um, but the movie was a really tough watch. Um, from start to finish. So Alright, so let's go on to Iron, Iron Man 2 then. Yeah, honestly, far and away better movie, even though it was very flawed. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, very enjoyable movie. Like, nothing like. I mean, it was cool seeing the progression in the new suit and, like, how he got it on and everything. Well, that suitcase uh, suit was awesome. Yeah. That was I mean, awesome. uh, what's his face? Mickey Rourke's great. Gary Shandling was great in it. He was funny. Originally, yeah, that's the start. And no one who would have known he'd be a Hydra agent or Hydra, whatever. Spoilers. Oh, spoilers, but my yeah. ass. And, <laughs> and then we also talked about uh, how big of a fan of Sam Rockwell we are. So. Yeah, and he played an amazing character. I love Justin Hammer. I'm so mad that we probably won't see him again. It would be nice to, but 
he was hilarious in this movie. I loved every every time he seen he was in, he just just I don't know, he stole the scene, in my opinion. I think this is really in the vein of uh Spider Man too, where it was like the first one was amazing, second one was still good and like gave you enough to want to keep seeing more. Although like you said, there were a lot of flaws. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean the the plot was pretty weird. Um I don't know. Again, it's like another Iron Man type clone of a of a villain where a guy has crates like an arc reactor and blah blah blah. Like you couldn't have I, I would have I would have expected a better villain. Although I do like Mickey Rourke. I thought he played the character as well as he could. Uh apparently Yeah, the whips were pretty cool. Apparently he um he went to a Russian prison for a little while to like get into character. Um Of course. You know, classic. Um But yeah, I mean Again, not a great plot, but I still have, every time I watch it, I enjoy watching it. Like, I could sit through Iron Man 2 and not be like, oh, this is, you know, when is it getting over? Like, uh, like Incredible Hulk. Like, I actually yeah. enjoy this movie. I like the introduction of uh, Black Widow, too, where you're not really mm-hmm. sure what she's all about. Like, you kind of think she's a bad guy in this for a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, I mean... You never knew she's what. Came, she's came really far since then. It's all these little introductions that I forgot about before going back into these movies. Like, I just think of Black Widow as part of the Avenger. Like, I just completely forgot that she showed up in Iron Man 2 as somebody who had, like, no clue who she was. Yeah, which is awesome. And that's, that's what makes this 11 years so awesome. Whereas, like, I hate to say it, like, DC tried to just be like, Here's everything at once. Let's shove everything so into stupid. two or three movies. I know. Whereas, you know, they were building these pieces, not even knowing if it was going to pan out, but they were like, fuck it, let's just do this like a little bit at a time. And, you know, now if something happened, like you're watching, you know, if you're invested and something happened to, uh, Scarlett Johansson's character, you're now going to feel for that because now she's been in like six or seven movies, you know? Like, yeah. You know, just, like, I, just how do you start, how do you start, uh, a movie at the how do you start a uh, series at the end justice league like what what was it thinking why do we don't care about any of this why would you just start it with the justice league imagine if the avengers just came out yeah it would iron man won then avengers imagine if that happened it would have been awful it would have been absolutely because you had no investment into any of these fucking characters yeah imagine if loki was the bad guy in the avengers and we had never seen Loki before. We would be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, this um. This is stupid. That's like, cause, and it sucks because like, in Batman vs. Superman, which was a terrible movie, um, even though I love Batman, um, the way we, we, you get introduced to the rest of the Justice League is in this like, videos that they steal from fucking LexCorp, where he like clicks on them, and they already have their icons as their logos, to click on him. Like, so, it's so fucking lame. And then fucking Aquaman looks like, uh, a Zoolander in that commercial that he was in where he was a merman. Like, it was so shitty. It was all shitty. And you don't even care. And then it's just, boom, there's Justice League. And no one fucking gave a shit. Yeah, it's like, and here's dreams about, uh, power demons. And here's, uh, big, uh, CGI guy with horns. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> like, oh, he, I don't even remember Justice League. That's one of the worst movies I've ever it's seen. It's like, here's a Dark Side logo, get excited. And everyone's like, 
if you don't know who Darkseid is, fuck you. Like it doesn't yeah, really Wikipedia, matter. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have you're gonna have to Wikipedia before you go into this movie a lot. So garbage. So you shouldn't garbage. have to do that. You shouldn't have to like run through wiki fandom pages before seeing a billion dollar movie. Like what the fuck? Like that and then now if you go back to Scarlett Johansson, it's like, yeah, then she says she's this character and then she ends up you know, coming in and talking to uh, Nick Fury and being like, this is who I am. I'm a shield agent. Bam. Now you're good. And now you get the introduction and slowly progress it. Like, just, it's... Yeah, up until that scene, she really kicked off her uh, character in that scene. What was the beginning of the movie where she's tied to the chair? Oh, that's Avengers. Okay, that was Avengers. Yep. Yeah, she was, that was a pretty awesome... Hell yeah. And she beats the shit out of those guys and then... Her. Then she goes to visit uh, Mark Ruffalo, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, re- I mean, it was a great introduction. Um, the beginning of the movie is cool, um, where he goes to in front of the the, the government and uh, Gary Shandling. Uh, may he rest in peace. I love Gary Shandling. And then, he, you know, he, that whole scene was amazing. Wait, he's dead? Yeah. Oh, man, missed that one. <laughs> yeah, he died a few years ago. Um yeah, so, you know, I love when he goes in front of court and just acts like a complete dick, and that's when you meet Don Cheadle for the first time, uh, being James Rhodes. And you're like, does, is this guy Terrence Howard? He's like, wait a minute, what happened here? Um, <laughs> obviously no one cared, and everyone loves Don Cheadle, so it don't matter. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, the, the whole scene in Monaco was great, with the racing and the, uh, the cameo of Elon Musk, before everyone, anyone really knew who Elon Musk was. Oh, I didn't um, know what in this. Yeah, when he goes to get a seat, he's like, talks to Elon Musk really fast, and he talks to something about, right. he says something about like electric something, I can't remember. And, electric uh, planes or something. Yes, electric planes. Um, and then when he has his birthday party, when he's all drunk, because he's like, fuck it, I'm not gonna make it another year, because he's fucking dying of blood toxicity, due to the, um, the, what was, what was it? The, I, I rate something in, in his, I can't remember what it was. Palladium? Um, Palladium was that it? Yeah, maybe yeah, it was Palladium. Sorry, with a um, DJ a, DJ AM DJ AM may he rest in peace was uh was a DJ at his party. Oh, yeah, which was pretty cool. So yeah, little cameos, a lot of people, little cameos here and there. Yeah, people <laughs> who are dying. Uh, I just thought it was pretty cool cameos though uh, of uh, of people like all those you know. Just, I don't know. I like this movie. I people hate on this movie so much, and I like it. I don't, I don't see hating on it. I don't think it's great, but I wouldn't, I don't hate on it. I mean, I enjoyed it. I saw it in theaters and I remember leaving satisfied. I mean, I, no, I do too, but, uh, I mean, I don't even want to, I'm not even going to Google it or go to Rotten Tomatoes, but I know it has a very low rating and people definitely say this is one of the lower, like, Marvel movies in the, in the universe. Maybe it is, but there's a lot of good movies, so. I don't know. Um, one cool scene, which I don't know if you it guys... It's 73. On Rotten Tomatoes? That's not bad. Oh, that's really good, actually. All right. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Well, then I retract uh, everything. Wow, the first one got a 93. Of course. I mean, come on. Yeah. Moves awesome. Um, another cool scene is, obviously, we meet Agent Coulson for the first time, but when he's done his shift of watching him, he says, I have another mission or whatever. I have to go to New Mexico. And I don't know if you know what takes place in New Mexico. That's where Thor's hammer lands. That's why he's going to New Mexico. 
which was pretty cool. Well, like they didn't know, like they, you know, they sort of set it up. Show that. I'm just saying they set it up before the movie ended, obviously, and then the post credit scene is the, the yeah. hammer. But I mean, the timeline is pretty old. I mean, if you look at like the actual actual timeline of when all these movies take place, they're all within like days of each other. You know, like it's pretty cool like, how it all lines up. Yeah, they set it up well. The Incredible Hulk got a 67, so they're, they're rating all these movies pretty decent, even when they suck. Oh, God, fuck. How do people watch that movie? It was, man, it was, it was bad. I had to actually break Some it up. People do really like it, though. I mean, I have heard, I know people who do like that movie. A I've lot. had, I've had to break it up. Like, I had, like, on Saturday, like, I, I literally had to stop it. I went to dinner with my daughter, and then I came back and I finished it, because I couldn't watch it in one full sitting. I couldn't do it. It was, it was that bad. I don't know. I don't like it. Um, anything else about Iron Man 2? I mean, you know, just try not to spend too much time on, on these. Um, when do you, do you, is Iron Man 2, do you, do you, do you have any kind of sense of the big picture here yet? Or are you still kind of in the starry eyed phase where you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I can't wait to see it happen. Are you kind of seeing a big picture here? Well, I mean, at this point, they have the post credit scene with Thor's hammer, which okay, so you're like, all right, now you know we're we're getting there. And then I think I don't know if it was announced at that point, but you, I think they you might might have known that a Captain America movie was coming after Thor. So now at that point, I feel like Iron Man two, like yeah, you're probably still like. I don't know if the Avengers is going to happen. These movies got to keep doing well. But you know you know they're really trying at this point. It's not just like, oh, Avengers initiative. Now it's like, well, now we have Thor. Now we're trying for Captain America. Like, we're, we have Incredible Like, we have basically all the Avengers we need, you know? So, like, it feels it. It feels like it's going to happen. But you don't, like, I wasn't, like, waiting for it. I wasn't like, yep. This Avengers movie is going to happen. I was still like in that like, I hope it happens. Which uh, made, in my opinion, this the best after credit scene of any Marvel movie. Really? Because, y- yes, I think so. Because it's the only one. Because all the okay, so they've all been good, but this is the only one where I was like, ah, oh, shit, Thor's next. We're getting something here. Like, not until the, like, I just thought Iron Man 2 was going to be an Iron Man trilogy. That's what we're going to have. Yeah. Um, that's it. And then when you see the hammer at the end, you're like, oh man, they're doing something here. Uh, so that's why I thought it was the best after credit scene. Cause it was really the unveiling of, um, something bigger than just another superhero trilogy. I mean, it definitely was exciting. Like, to see that and knowing, you know, being such a big Marvel fan, like, to know that, like, they are bringing, bringing more superheroes to the universe and possibly really making this Avengers thing happen. I just wasn't, you know, I didn't think it was solidified yet that it would have, was gonna happen still. But yeah, no, I could see how it being up there, getting that excitement going. Um, and speaking of Thor, that was the, this is the last one we're going to talk about in this, uh, in this first episode. And I really enjoyed Thor. I watched it after, right after Incredible Hulk ended, uh, on Saturday again. And it was refreshing to watch this movie after watching The Incredible Hulk. 
So yeah, I liked it. I liked his. Uh, I liked his friends a lot. Oh, the uh, the Warriors three. Sif, yeah, and Lady Sif, Sif and Lady the Warriors Sif, three, yeah. And also the uh, Brian, you'd like this the uh, the bearded, big bearded guy. That's uh, Thor's friend. He he's he plays uh, the Australian security guy in the other guys. Oh really? I was yeah. I was just nice. I was like, oh, that guy, I was like that guy looks familiar. That's Ray Stevenson. He also played the Punisher Great. in the Punisher Matt and the the Punisher Warzone uh, movie. Uh, that w- that I never saw, but apparently it was pretty decent. It was pretty pretty uh, close to the comics of the Punisher Max series. So okay. yeah, I never saw that either. Oh yeah, okay. This guy. Um, God, I love the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never um, saw that Punisher movie. I will say, all right. So the story of the story of Thor is, you know, he supposed to become king, goes a little crazy with power, trying to go after the Frost Giants. Um, because they were, they, they got into Asgard due to Loki, we find out, and he gets banished to Earth and loses all his powers. Right? That's the plot. Pretty yeah. decent plot. Also, I mean, pretty, like, I think the bigger overall thing about this movie is that, is that you just can't trust Loki ever. Well, yeah. That's the thing, that's the thing that keeps popping up over and over and over again. Yeah. Well, he always, you know, he is the, uh, he is the god of mischief. So, he does. It's in the name. Yeah. Um, I will say I liked a lot the fact that a good amount of it was on Earth and not in a CGI bleh, of Asgard okay. too much. Like they did a good amount on Earth, which I enjoyed because I like re- seeing you know just that's the thing. Another thing that I had a problem with DC is you never felt like you were actually in a real place. You always felt you like you were just in front of a fucking green screen, which I it was just like it felt like it was after an apocalypse in every movie because like, it was like always like. Fire and brimstone, and and you never felt like really, you were a real really place. Yeah, it was. So that's why I was another thing. I like being on Earth. I like being in this little small New Mexico town. It was cool. Like the and whole some setup. colors. I like having some yeah, colors. color helps. Like not just black and like <laughs> gray and stuff. Yeah, but, I know. If you're gonna make a freaking um, what's that movie called with Bruce Willis and uh, Mickey Rourke and Oh Sin City. If you're gonna yeah, if you're gonna try to do the stylings of a Sin City, go all the way. Yeah, I feel like it's just so dark. It's close to that. All black and white, which just yeah. Oh yeah, no, not even yeah, terrible. Um, the most unsettling thing I think about this entire movie is mm-hmm. uh, Chris Hemsworth bleached eyebrows. I don't know if you guys know bleaches eyebrows. Yeah, and in the up in the up close shots, like. I'm watching it and I'm just like I can't not look at it. It looks so bad. And then thankfully, the next time he's in a, uh, in the Avengers, they they don't do that. Um, yeah, he's not there yet for me in this. Uh, Thor oh, as a character. I still I like I didn't like Thor as a character in this, and I didn't like him in the second one. And he he did he just wasn't there yet for me. Okay, I understandable. Um, I do like uh, I like him more when he's on Earth as just. The normal guy than when he was like on Asgard. Like in the beginning scenes when he's just like mm-hmm. killing all the frost giants and blah 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 and being all this. Like I wasn't a huge fan of that. I really enjoyed it when he got thrown to Earth and was sort of um, just talking to uh, Natalie Portman and what the hell's her name? And Kat uh, Dennings. Kat Dennings she, and Stellan. Girls. And Stellan Skarsgård. I enjoyed those interactions more than the interactions that he, that he had on uh, you know in Asgard. I don't know. Yeah, I never, I didn't like, well, that was my big thing. I wasn't, 
too big of a fan of the uh, Macho Serious Thor. I want it like the, yeah, the fun. when Thor just got kind of airheady and and like just really awesome is when like Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok yeah. was amazing. <laughs> it was just a. Comp- I've never seen such a big character shift, but such a great character shift. Oh yeah, the beginning of that movie just set the tone for the rest of that movie, which is great. Um, I also yeah, like I how. Sorry. You go. I was going to say, I also like how, like, Aquaman pretty much just tried to be Thor. Take the new Thor character and oh, yeah. do Thor. Like, that, I feel like they're just like, oh, drop. let's just make him, yeah, let's just, let's just make him Thor. I, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I do enjoy that Jason Momoa did enjoy being Aquaman. He definitely saw that. Lemmy was, eh. I, I didn't enjoy that much, Aquaman, but that's for a, a DC podcast that we'll never have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to talk about every movie, everyone at once. Okay. Uh, the, uh, no, I, I didn't realize Thor was, was such a dick in the beginning. Like, I, I guess I forgot, but... Well, he was, I guess, I supposed to be young and, like, wanted to be king. And so brash. he was like, yeah, like, you know, he's trying to just show off to his dad. You know, his dad's Odin, you know, so he's just trying to be like, I could do, you know, everything and make, kill everyone and make everyone, you know, happy and you know, on Asgard and shit. <laughs> you know, it just popped in my head. Thor's transformation, and maybe this why this is why I love him so much now, is kind of similar to Eric Matthews in Boy Meets World. All right, let's go in, with the it. Fir- in the first half of Boy Meets World, is kind of like just like this badass, but he's kind of a dick. He's got a, he's got a moral compass though, but he's like too cool for school. Um, badass and stuff. And then in the second half of Boy Meets World, he's just like dumb and hilarious. Like he, they're just like, let's just make Eric Matthews dumb and hilarious. Like, let's stop trying to make him this like preening, um, too cool for school kid. And, uh, let's just kick up the dumb to an extra level and kick up the uh, jokes to an extra level. And I feel like that's what Thor did. <laughs> I think you're the first person to ever compare. Interesting. The, the yeah. Thor, the Thor oh. transformation to the Eric Matthews transformation of Boy Meets World. I think uh, people would agree with me. That is very possible they would, but it's just funny to go there. <laughs> um, I have a, a couple uh, notes about the movie besides his bleached eyebrows. Um, yeah. It's the first appearance of Hawkeye, aka Clint Barton. Um, albeit like not a as good an intro as uh, Black Widow. Still nice to I mean, see. It was kind of cool. It was kind of cool when he like hovered over the the sniper rifle and then went for the bow. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Hawkeye. You know, it was cool the first time I saw it because like, oh, it's all guy. Then I watched it like on Saturday again. Like I mean, watched it a bunch of times and I'm like, oh, that's just like they're like get the click a sniper. And he just like he just it looked. I don't know. It just seemed weird. Uh, but it wasn't as good as as a as an intro as as um Black Widow. <laughs> I want Are to you that. excited for him to come back, Hawkeye? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, because he's gonna be—he's uh, taking the uh, the alias that everyone sees as Ronin, where he becomes much much more of a badass and just will looking to kill everybody. So I'm very excited for that. All he's, right, he's gonna have a very big role in this movie, I, I think. Um, I I don't like the way they use him in the Avengers, and we'll get to that when we talk about that. Um. But I do like him as a, I like Jeremy Renner. I like him as a character. This wasn't just a great intro to him, but yeah, I didn't like how he was more of a shield agent than Hawkeye. Yeah, and like I said, he was just 
I don't even want to talk about it yet about the Avengers. I think okay. That's next episode, right? I think we're getting to that. Because I really do want to talk about how annoying that, yeah, it is next. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the, um, the name, uh, Donald Blake that they use, uh, which is, they say is Jane Foster's ex-boyfriend is actually an alias for Thor when he's on Earth that he's using the comics, which is pretty cool to talk about that. Um, and I just like the way that they, they, you know, they do these little, like, like, I guess I want to say, I don't want to say just fan service, but I guess it's sort of Easter is. eggs. But like, yeah, I guess it's an Easter egg, but like, it's just cool to be like, they'll like throw this in there and like 99.9% of the audience, is 99, whatever, percent of the audience like doesn't get it. But like the people who get it, it's just really, it's just a really cool little thing. Like it's like little features that, like details that they, they take, you know, they take notice of. And I don't, I don't think. I hate saying DC doesn't because I hate keep comparing them, but they don't. They, 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 they just, you know, it's just they it's, suck. All right, let's just uh, move on. I, I love, yeah. I like DC. I just hate some of most of their movies. Um, yeah, no, it was good. I mean, my favorite part of the movie. Um, I love Destroyer when he just fucking comes out of that wall and just fucking lights up those frost giants. That was really cool. <laughs> um. It was just a, it was a cool sort of, I guess, ended up being a, a very villain. creative name for him. I mean, you know, it's what he does though. Just destroy it. <laughs> um, the seeing when they go through the vault, um, the Asgardian vault and you see all their relics. I think you see the eye of Agamotto, which is what Doctor Strange has, which is, but I don't know if it's real because they're saying in Ragnarok, they see, you know, the gauntlet's not real. So they all could be fake, some of those shits, but it's just cool. Like again, details. Detail that I like. I like those details. Um, I don't know. You guys got any? I, well, I I thought a lot about like what the average citizens of Asgard are like. Like, can they use the Rainbow Bridge? Are they immortal? Um, do they care about like the politics of Thor and the King and Loki? <laughs> you do really... they like Odin? Yeah. I mean. I... Like, I it seems I don't like know why, like but like my mind just drifted to that. <laughs> the the politics of Asgard. Well, like just like the, the day to day, like do they have jobs? Like what jobs are there in Asgard? That's a good question. That's one I don't really, uh, <laughs> I don't really think or care about. Because <laughs> when Asgard gets destroyed, it seems like there's a total of like two hundred people on it. Yeah, I mean yeah. they they fit them all. I mean they hide them all and they put a lot, a lot of them onto that ship. At the end, I know, but when you could fit like a whole planet onto a people ship. onto a ship, it's like, yeah, I don't know, I don't. That's something I don't really think about <laughs> when I'm when I'm watching <laughs> when I'm watching these, about everything when I'm watching these movies. I'm just enjoying the fucking comic book thing. I'm not like you know, do these guys have jobs? Are they uh, immortal? <laughs> What's <laughs> the major driving force of the economy in Asgard? <laughs> Tourism probably through that. Uh, <laughs> through the Rainbow Bridge. Bridge. Well, say is that only for like the royal family? The Rainbow Bridge. I get that impression. Yeah, yeah. it seems like cause you have to go through Heimdall, which, by the way, awesome Idris Elba. Love, yeah. love his uh, his character. He uh, plays more roles in the future, which is cool. And um, but yeah, I think that's probably if you want to say that's probably more for royalty. It's a very long. That's a very long Rainbow Bridge too, by the way. Like. That's a pretty. That's a that's a hike to get to uh to Heimdall. 
So it's a hike to the Heimdale. <laughs> you think that's a common phrase in Asgard? Hike to Heimdale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, of course Loki. Um, they they at the end of the movie they break the Rainbow Bridge so they don't kill the what what the hell is it called? No, I can't even remember it. Where the Frost Giants live? Egads or something. Sounds like a sounds like a Y. Now I can't even think of it. Yod, the Jodenheim. They they don't want to kill it, so he breaks the Rainbow Bridge. That thing, so he can't go back to Earth and see Jane Foster. Which, by the way, I love Natalie Portman, but she doesn't play a good Jane Foster. Um, and then Loki too big of an actress again. Yeah, too big of an A. You're probably right. And then after two, she said she didn't want to do it anymore. So whatever, we don't need her. And uh, <laughs> but then then Loki dies, quote unquote dies, and for like the first of five times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although apparently he is dead now. Yeah, he should stay dead. It it, it kind of would seem like you can't discredit everything that happened in the last Avengers. I agree. You have to get yeah. Everyone else is going to come back most likely, so you have to at least. Well, he he also didn't. He died from before the snap. So. <laughs> oh, there was a snap. <laughs> yeah, he's he's, um, he's BS, not AS. Yeah, no, he's yeah, yeah he's well, something snapped. It was probably his neck. And he's done. So, and I think definitively the Russos said he was he was gone. So, but that was good. He had a good arc. I mean, how many movies he was in? He was good. He was bad. He was good. He was bad. He helped him and he helped his brother out in the end. So, yeah, he he ultimately finished um, redeeming himself. Yeah, it was it was a good arc, I think. Um, and Tom Hiddleston played that fucking character great for a a, a villain, probably the. Second best villain? Third best villain? Who are you putting first? I mean, I, maybe he is first. I was going to say Thanos won. Oh. I, mm, I think I go Loki, Killmonger, Thanos, or Thanos, Killmonger. I mean, Thanos is probably going to overtake both of them by the end of this next movie. I really liked Vulture, too. Keaton played that shit up well. So, I don't know. I mean, I really like Killmonger, but he's just, like, I feel like he's not going to have enough time in, he didn't have enough time in the Marvel Universe to be. Yeah, considered, like, a. The best. Yeah. I would like to see Red Skull come back. I thought he was a great villain. Um, but. Well, that's just because Hugo Weaving's a badass. He was. Oh, he was. But he won't play, he he didn't play him in Infinity War. That was, uh, the guy from, uh, Walking Dead who played Red Skull. Wait, what? Yeah, that wasn't Hugo Weaving. They're the guy who plays uh Andrew Lincoln? Yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was Andrew Lincoln. Uh no, the guy who <laughs> plays Aaron, I can't remember his name. Uh he does a lot of good voice he does very good like voices, uh impersonations, and that's who played he he was the one who did Red Skull. So he sort of just basically sounded exactly like Hugo Weaving, which is pretty crazy. So who knows, maybe we'll see him again. Uh but yeah, so Thor, I think was solid. Um, Post credit scene was now. Why? Why is it, I just saw it? Why is it? Why is it escaping me? What the the Loki has control of Doctor Selvig? Oh yeah, that was it, right? That was it, right? He he has control yeah. of Selvig. Yes, sorry, I like that. Um, pretty good. Not up there, but was excited that Captain America was coming next. So, I don't know, I liked it. I thought it was 
If I had to rank these four, it would be Iron Man. I think Iron Man 2, Thor, Hulk. Yeah, I go with that. I think that's right. Hulk is a far fourth. But anything else about Thor that you guys and have? And Iron Man is a far first. Oh, yeah. Nothing's even coming close to that in these four. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about in this movie? Have questions or? No, I, it did its, you know, it, it did its part to establish Thor. Um, and for that, I'm grateful. But it, it, but it's never, it's never going to stick in my mind as a movie I like that made an impression on me. Yeah, like it's definitely a movie I would, like if it's on, I have nothing to do. I'd probably just sit there and watch it. But like, I'm not going to be like, yeah, let's go watch Thor. You know, like now Ragnarok's a different story. Like I'll be like, yeah, let's watch Ragnarok. But this yeah, one. Yeah, that movie was awesome. That is the defining Thor movie. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to talk about that. It's just interesting how, first of all, I'm surprised and happy for Thor that he got to a third movie. I didn't think that would happen. Yeah, right. After Dark World, I just think, I thought they would just involve Thor but not give him another movie. But I guess they kind of paired him up with Hulk, which really worked out. Um, and I think it's interesting. I think it's awesome that you never see, like, what, when do you see the third movie being the best? Like, that's pretty rare. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's because, like you said, they gave a complete change to, um, in direction. Like, they gave the, the, the movie to take, I can't always forget how to say his name. Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. Um, who completely shifted everything and just made it like a, like a buddy cop movie. Sort yeah. of, right? I, and I, it was, I think, um, Another thing we could get to in the future yeah. episodes, but I'll just say one thing really quick. I think uh, Guardians of the Galaxy really helped Thor. So I think once they saw mm. that they could just get away with um, doing one that was very, very comic, that they pulled the leash on. They um, cut the leash on Thor and let him go. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I mean, because, yeah, that's the first one. And that was right after a very uh, down-to-earth Winter Soldier. So, yeah, but, like, that was, uh, James Gunn really, really set that up, set that up for Thor, I think. You're right. But we will get to that in future episodes. So I think that was pretty good. We got to the first four movies. We got six, six more episodes to go. A lot to talk about. Um, next episode is Captain what America. What? Well, said, so what do we got? Uh, Captain America, the event, mm-hmm. the first Avengers. Iron Man 3, and I know Brian's favorite, Thor The Dark World. <laughs> so we'll be talking well, about... That's a crazy first two, and then just deep fall off to the second two. Yeah, I so... think this is one of the weaker weaker pairings. Well, it's... If we're doing four... Well, we're not doing each. four every episode. Um, the reason why we're doing... like The reason why we put four in a few episodes is because there's a couple movies we won't talk a lot about. But like... I'll, I'll, I'll preview three. Episode three is just Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy. Cause those two movies are strong and I feel like we could talk a lot about them. And mm-hmm. the next few after that, I think would break into that, that timing. So I think you want to pair these crappy Door the Dark World and Iron Man 3. I didn't like Iron Man 3. Um, with two good ones cause you could just sort of spend most of the time with the good yeah. ones and these, ugh. Before we end, I think we should do something where we say if any of the movies we talked about are in our top five, and then at the end we could we could kind of say our top five. Oh yeah, I mean I would uh, definitely I would do it 
No, that's tough to do a top five. <laughs> um, it's going to be really tough, but uh, are any of these in your top five of the Avengers? I'd say uh, Cinematic Universe, sorry. Iron Man's probably in one of, in my top five. I just love uh, origin stories, like well-done origin stories. For some reason, I'm, you know, I always like seeing the, the hero get built up a lot. Are you, try- are you trying to do that? What do you mean? Origin, are you just, like, is that a... Are you trying to is say it like, wrong? Are you, like, joking? <laughs> or is that how you say origin? How do you say it? Origin. What did I say? Origin. Origin. <laughs> origin? Oh. You said it a few times. Yeah. Origin. I don't know. I know it's, a, like, original, but, like, <laughs> but origin. But whatever. Origin. <laughs> um, Sorry, I like, I like a hard R. <laughs> I just thought, I thought it was, like, a... You know, you're just trying something. I, I'm gonna say, I'm looking at the entire list, and I think Iron Man is in my top five, but I can't be certain. I'd have to make that list when it comes out, but if there is one, it, it has to be Iron Man, but looking at all these damn movies, it's tough. Yeah, I could pretty definitively say Iron Man's in my top five. Oh, well, I don't know. Oh, I think I'm gonna have to, I think I might have to make a list now. Uh, just for this, but yeah, um, it might be five, but I, it ha- for me, it has to make it just because it, it started it all and it was very good. Yeah, it was an origin. <laughs> hey, thank you. Yeah, it was a good origin. But <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to come back to that, but it's definitely in contention. I'll say. Um, but yeah, that's it for this episode. Um, I guess we'll finish off how we always finish off. Uh, you can find us uh, at Fantasy underscore Lens on Twitter. We are at Fantasy Lens Podcast on Gmail. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Just look for Fantasy Lens. Um, we are normally a fantasy football podcast, but for these seven weeks, and who knows, we'll be doing some uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Maybe at some point we'll do some other things. And uh, that football. Uh, yeah, that AAF. Which, <laughs> hey, that looks pretty good, actually. I'm not going to lie. From the clips that I saw. Um, it looked enjoyable. Eckenberg sucks in two leagues. Well, yes, he does. <laughs> so funny. Um, it was pretty bad that clip I watched of him. Um, but yeah, so next six episodes, next six weeks, we'll be doing more Marvel Cinematic Universe going throughout, uh, all the movies leading up to Avengers Endgame. So there you go. On that note, uh, we will see you guys next week. <laughs>